The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now it's time for our Monday expert, and I'm joined by Dr. Brendan Cummings, a consultant ophthalmic surgeon at the Wellington Eye Clinic, related, no doubt, to Arthur. That's his correct. son, That's no right, less. Pat, yeah. Now, it's you. good to have uh, you here, Brendan. Uh, first of all, the, the most common conditions that people come to you with, what might they be? Uh, so, cataracts are a very, very common uh, problem that people develop. Um, That's age-related, is it? It is, yeah, in, in the majority of cases. So um, the natural lens that's inside your eye goes through a few stages of development. Um, the one that most people might be familiar with is the dysfunctional lens stage one, where you begin to need reading glasses to read up close and, and the lens, lens can't change shape as much. But as that progression uh, goes forward, the lens can become cloudy and that, that's a cataract. So... That's fortunately a, a very solvable solution. If people develop cataracts, we can take the cataract out and put a new lens in for them. Um, another kind of common reason people come to our clinic is they want to get out of glasses. So uh, we do a type of eye surgery called refractive surgery, which is aimed at, I suppose, getting people out of glasses as much as possible. And is that laser surgery? can be laser. Uh, it can also be lens-based. Um, uh, and I suppose this is a really kind of evolving area. So there are more and more techniques coming available that we can do to help people where previously laser wouldn't have been um, a safe or applicable option. Now, now suppose you have someone who uh, can't really see distance as sharply as they used to, but also because of age is now requiring reading glasses. Can you eliminate glasses entirely for people like that? So that's a very, very good question. And it's it's a question that we get very, very often in the clinic. Um, The answer is that you can. Um, It's not a guarantee that we make because unfortunately or fortunately in, in modern life, there are, there are no longer only two distances that we work at. So, you know, 100 years ago, you would read a book up close at, at 30 centimetres and you look at, in the distance at, you know, 10 metres. Yeah. Um, there was not this in-between computer screen distance. Yeah, or you might be looking at the telly, which is three metres away. Exactly, exactly. So there's now a third distance and kind of to be out of glasses for everything, uh, you potentially need three eyes to be able to see everything. So there are compromises and... I suppose our job as refractive surgeons is to find the best compromise for each patient. But often we get people out of glasses completely. Now, uh, some of the questions coming in. Uh, More than 10 years ago, I was told I had AMD. Maybe you'll remind us of what AMD is. AMD is is age-related macular degeneration. Um, And the the macula is, I suppose, the the camera film part of your eye. It's where the light is uh, kind of processed, yeah. So uh, this uh, texter says, uh, more than 10 years ago, told I had AMD. I've been having two-year checkups. The last consultant said two years ago that I did not have AMD, was born with white spots and they weren't harmful. Now I'm due to go back again. What do I ask? Uh, Can a condition change like this? That's from Margaret. Sure. Well, Margaret, um, that's great news. I'm very, very happy for you. Um, So I suppose a lot of ophthalmology is pattern recognition and quite a few things look like other things. So it's, it's great news that you were initially worked up for macular degeneration. It's not something, not something that you would want to not follow and miss. Um, but I suppose as, as technology evolves and as we get better at making uh, diagnosis and revis- revis- revising them, um, you know, you could ask uh, what, the, what the doctor thinks it is or what the potential cause is. The, the thing is that the back of the eye can... Uh, can change with time, so it's probably a good yeah. idea to continue to get checkups. Okay, but the, the point being that if it was supposed to be macular degeneration, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, 10 years ago, yeah. and they go back for two yearly checks, yeah. then you'd expect uh, degeneration to occur. Sure. And if it's not occurring, then it's clearly not degeneration. 
Yeah, exactly. exactly. So therefore, the, a different diagnosis was possible. Um, can you please ask your eye expert, what uh, can I do to stop a twitching eye? Okay, that's a, that's a good question. Um, so the most common reasons for a twitching eye are, it can be stress-related, um, it can be dehydration-related, and it's often to do with electrolyte imbalance. So making sure that you're getting enough, I suppose magnesium is maybe the, the most common reason, low magnesium and stress. Okay, so um, there's nothing like, a, you know, nothing that can be done surgically to stop a twitching eye. I suppose eye. it depends how, how, how bothersome this twitchy eye is. There, there is a condition called blepharospasm where you can't really open your eye properly and you can have Botox done for that to relax the okay. muscles. But kind of uh, that could potentially be um, something to look into if it's really, really bothersome. In my early 50s, lately I found my night vision while driving to be very poor uh, compared to when I was younger. My vision in general is good and I do not have the need for prescription glasses. That's from Tim. So, uh, Tim, you might be experiencing the kind of early stages of the dysfunctional lens syndrome, which is where the, the lens is losing some of its clarity um, and you're experiencing more glare because of this loss of clarity. It doesn't sound like you've developed a cataract yet because you can still see well. Um, but you might be in the early stages of dysfunctional lens syndrome. And sometimes wearing kind of a small glasses prescription can help to reduce this. Uh, I'm in my late 70s and successfully have had cataracts removed from both eyes. It was recommended that I apply a spray called Actimist three times daily. Can your expert advise how long these applications should go on for? That's from Kathleen. So, Kathleen, uh, that's an excellent question. Um, the type of medication that you've been given is a lubricant. And to be honest, there's no right or wrong answer with regarding ocular lubrication. The, the answer really is as often as you feel you need it. So uh, if your eyes are becoming gritty or uncomfortable, you can safely use it many, many more times than three times a day. Or if you feel that you're comfortable, you don't necessarily need to use it three so times a day. So it's down to Kathleen herself to really, yeah, just, it's suck it and see. Yeah. Um, can you ask your expert, what can I do to improve bloodshot eyes? I'm a 39-year-old male. My eyes make me look a lot older because they're bloodshot and tired looking. I'm fit and healthy and get a reasonable amount of sleep every night, seven hours sleep. Mm. Uh, so I suppose uh, there are a few conditions that can lead to bloodshot eye. The most common one would be dry eye disease. So um, to make sure that if you are spending a lot of time on screen, that you that you kind of practice good eye hygiene, uh, taking breaks and using lubrica lubricating drops. But uh, if this is something that is not changing at all, if your eyes are constantly red, it might be a good idea to see an eye doctor because sometimes there are small growths on the surface of the eye that, that look red that can potentially lead to that appearance. Yeah. Uh, are there things that you can do? Uh, you know, they use lasers on skin to yeah. get rid of uh, broken veins and things like so that. So I suppose if... If the reason is dryness, you can have kind of uh, treatment done to the lids to help with the dryness, something called IPL. Um, uh, and I suppose if, if there's a growth on the on the white part of the eye, that can be surgically removed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, I don't know how to say this word. Uh, pingusila. Uh, pinguecula. Pinguecula. Okay, that's a new one for me. In my left eye for 15 years, are they easy to remove? They are relatively straightforward to remove. It's a kind of a small uh, local anaesthetic procedure. Um, it's not a common thing to remove, though, because typically they don't have any functional impact on the eye. So you don't have to remove you don't them. Don't have to remove it at all. I have uh, keratoconus. Yep. Um, can I drive with this condition? So that depends on how good your vision is uh, to the listener. Um, a lot of people who have keratoconus can drive. Um, they often require spectacles or, or hard contact lenses to achieve driving vision, but it doesn't automatically disqualify. Well, what is it? So keratoconus is a condition where the cornea, which is the kind of the, the clear window at the front of the eye, changes shape because it begins to thin. Um, and this is quite 
um, a good opportunity to get some public health out there. Uh, the majority of people who progress with keratoconus so when it gets worse is because they rub their eyes. So eye rubbing is something that we're all told not to do, but this is the reason why is because of keratoconus. Okay, um, so don't rub. Do not rub your eyes. If you're tempted to rub your eyes, rub the corner of your eye against the, the nasal bone. So put your finger against bone to rub. It'll itch the, it'll scratch the itch, but it won't damage your cornea. I have congenital cataract. Is there anything that can be done for me as I now have macular degeneration in the good eye? I'm 65. That's from Anya. Um, So Anya, I suppose having congenital cataract um, will in most cases lead to a lazy eye in the eye that had the congenital cataract. Um, And potentially there are things that can be done to, to improve the vision in your in your in your lazy eye, but it can be a very very challenging thing. Unfortunately, um, I suppose the best thing to do is to make sure that you stay on top of your macular degeneration, and um, you know if it needs treatment, then have the treatment. Interesting one. I'm sure this is shared by a number of people. KP in Waterford said recently got a prescription for long sightedness. My sight wasn't that bad at all, but I found that I was holding my phone, books, etc., farther and farther away from my face in order to read comfortably. I got prescription glasses and they're great while I'm wearing them. It's when I'm not wearing them is the problem. I used to be able to manage without them, but now I can't make out any text at all. It means when I'm out and about, I can't manage without my glasses. Is this normal? So uh, another very, very common thing. Um, Most people who have a prescription of zero, for instance, can see in the distance with no effort at all. Their lens can relax and they can see well. But if you have a small plus prescription, so if you're plus one or plus two, That means even looking in the distance, your eye has to do the work of plus one or plus two. So this listener has for his whole life had to work to see in the distance, whereas most people wouldn't have to work to see in the distance. And what has happened is as he's got a little bit older, the elasticity in his lens has become worse and his lens is not as elastic as before, which means he can't do that plus one or plus two to focus. So with the glasses on, they do the, the focusing for him. But I mean, uh, it's a very, very common complaint. And, you know, it's, it's something that you can have something done about. Um, Maybe time for one more. Can you ask your guest to explain PVD with regard to the ageing process and the varying impacts of same? Sure. So PVD is a posterior vitreous detachment. The vitreous is the name of the clear jelly that is inside the eye. Um, and vitreous is made from collagen and water. So mm-hmm. much like the collagen in our skin kind of dehydrates with time and we develop wrinkles, the collagen in the vitreous uh, becomes dehydrated and the vitreous starts to, to shrink. And as it shrinks, it comes away from the back of your eye, casting a shadow on the back of your eye. So uh, for most people, it's something that happens and gets better with time. Um, uh, I suppose the impact there is that if you are short-sighted or if you have symptoms of flashing lights or floating shadows uh, that suddenly come on, that can be a sign of PVD and you, you might need to get your eye looked at because you could pen- potentially have a tear in the retina. Mm. Dr. Brendan Cummings, consultant ophthalmic surgeon at the Wellington Eye Clinic at the Beacon. Thank you very much for joining us. And that's all we have time for. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.